Well, welcome home. There's always room for one more. In case you haven't caught it yet, we're talking today about stress and burnout. Had a fun time with Samson a couple weeks ago recording um, that message, that golf cart conversation. And you know, we did it so bad that the track didn't even sync with it. And it was just like, you just got our raw voices. So we'll try better next time. We're in the middle of a series called Hope Has a Name, and we're focusing in on mental health and seeing where the intersection of the gospel and what we know about clinical mental health. See, is there is there an interaction between those two? And I've invited some friends of mine, experts in their field, to have a discussion this morning on stress and burnout. Sometimes you get tired of hearing your own voice. I wanna hear from some others and wanted you to hear from them as well. So I'll start over on the far right. We'll do introductions to get to know you guys a little bit more. Uh, my name is Buster Swoops. I'm an assistant professor of religion here at Southwestern at Vince University. I'm looking forward to this. I'm Karen Griswell. I'm a counselor, a mental health counselor. My office is in Cleburne. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and uh, I love what I do. Awesome. My name is Abby Minette. I am a sophomore theology major here at Southwestern. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here this morning. And let's, let's dive right in. Uh, the big question that we're, that we're talking about today is how do we navigate stress and burnout? But I want to start off, Karen, if you could give us some definitions. What is stress? Good question. And I think Samson did a really good job defining it right off the bat for us. Um, stress is good and bad. Stress is, is that, that energy that you feel like, I'm, I'm really excited about this project and I'm motivated and the, 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 the brain chemistry gets you all excited and you, and you go out there and you do it, you, you run a race. And then stress is, oh, this sounds so exciting and so I'm gonna do that and I'm also gonna do that and I'm gonna sign up for this project and I'm gonna take 18 hours this semester and I'm also, I can work 40 hours. And, and then you start <laughs> looking at your life and, and you don't feel very good inside. And that's what stress is. Yeah, that was knowing laughter. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, you guys know. Abby, talked to me. Uh, Karen mentioned, you know, school and, and navigating that. What's been your experience with stress uh, and the educational side, being a student here at Southwestern? Uh, definitely, I hear the um, lack of prioritization definitely adds to stress. Um, for me, especially my freshman year, I had a really hard time saying no to things. And I think that was something that I'm still working on, I'm still learning. Um, but saying no really helps you kind of prioritize your life and um, have less stress in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Buster, what about you? Working professional, family at home? Yes. How have you navigated so, it? So stress it, to me is just that overwhelming sense of sensation of, of just, oh no, what do I do now? I'm stuck. Uh, I, and, and so for me, navigating it has looked like talking it out and working it out of knowing when to say no, of knowing when to go a different direction, of knowing when to submerse myself and when to just back off, right? And so knowing that overwhelming feeling that's coming and stopping it before it takes over. Mm, I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm going to throw this out. Anybody pick it up that wants to. How do our thoughts, emotions, and behavior bear the effects of stress? To so recognize that stress is evident in our lives, how does it affect our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors? I read that question this morning, and, and I almost thought it's like, what happens is when we get overwhelmed, we start some negative chatter in our brain. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's that's one of the, the consequences of that stress, that chatter that goes that goes on in our brain. So it's it's recognizing 
negative chatter, which, mm. and then you, you can reset with one simple word and you can say, and, and you, and you pivot. Mm. Mm. And it's like, this isn't what God intended for me to focus on. Mm -hmm. This is not who God designed me to be. And I can go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. And that plays into uh, the text that Kai read a moment ago. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Buster. You know, I was just going to say... <clears throat> One word that comes to my mind is self-aware. Well, two words, self-awareness, right? <laughs> There's a hyphen. hyphen it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, hyphen, yeah, yeah. you know? It's so I don't know which one it counts as. But <laughs> as, as worry and anxiety and stress comes about, sometimes you can find yourself so busy that you don't check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I'm, I'm having negative chatter in, internally. I don't even realize it. So that's why taking that time, and as I love the psalmist who says meditate, Mm -hmm. Right. Taking mm -hmm. that time to just have time to check in with myself. What's going on in my mind? What's going on in my life? What do I need to say yes to? What do I need to say no to? How do I need to pivot? And yeah. just having that quiet time alone with God can oftentimes help positively affect uh, just being self-aware with mm -hmm. yourself and with God. I love that. Karen, what are some other uh, clinical perspectives on how we can pivot in that moment? You know, you said stopping the, the negative chatter. What are some other ways that we can combat those negative thoughts or emotions or adverse behaviors? Well, just like the scripture said, it was give thanks. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I tell just about everyone that comes in my office, I say, go get yourself a stack of post-it notes. Mm -hmm. And on the back of your door or on a wall, start identifying two or three things that are good in your day, every day. So what happens mm. is if we're intentional to identify the things that are good in our day, it helps us find balance in our thinking. And mm. so life is hard, guys. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, years ago, there was a song Tr Kathy Tricoli had that said, Life is hard, but God is good. Mm. So if what we do is in the time we're experiencing these really hard times, we're also intentionally identifying those things that are good, mm -hmm. we are going to have balance in our thinking. Yeah, I like that. I, a thought came to me last night as I was thinking and praying over this discussion is that oftentimes the battle is fought in our minds, but ultimately it's God's war. And so if we invite him into that, yeah, life is hard, but God is so good. And he's willing to walk with us through that. Abby, can you talk to me about some, some tools maybe from scripture that God has provided in terms of preventing and overcoming stress? Yes, a verse um, that kind of pops in my mind right now is um, 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 4, verse 5, mm -hmm. um, where it talks about taking our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um, something I've learned in therapy is thought blocking, and it's something that you alluded to. Um, and I think that that's something that's really important, and scripture supports it as well. You know, taking those thoughts and being like, wait a second, this is yeah. not according to what God wants for my life. And therefore, this is going to submit it to God, you know, give it to him and be like, okay, God, you're going to take care of this because I can't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming and lead me to the rock that is higher than I, you know, mm -hmm. you are the rock that is higher than I. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really helpful thing to just cast our anxiety on him and just claim those promises because he does care for us. Yeah. It immediately goes to catching that adverse thought and being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did that come from? Let's put that in a box, padlock it, drop it in the bottom of the ocean, and I'm not going to let that affect my trajectory. Buster, you opened up the Bible. Yeah, so Psalm 42, verse 5, the psalmist uh, David, he says it perfectly. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, 
for I shall yet praise him mm -hmm. for the help of his countenance. Mm -hmm. So stress and praise can coexist. As a mm. matter of fact, praise is one of the things that I use to overcome stress yes. because as I'm praising God, it helps me put it in perspective that God is still good yeah. and he can help me. He's my creator. Yeah. He knows everything. And so as I'm praising him, he's helping me navigate everything. Yeah. And he even changes my countenance as I praise him. Yeah. And you don't have to do that just at church, right? No. I was talking no. to someone last semester. They're like, my sanctuary is my car. Turn the radio up, crank it, let it drown out my own voice, but let my soul rise in praise to God. Amen. Nice. Karen, you're going to add something? I was, I think we do want to define, sometimes we enter, kind of exchange the word stress and anxiety. Mm, okay. and, and anxiety is, it's imagined. And anxiety takes you to worst case scenario, mm, where mm -hmm. is like, I'm going to fail in this paper, or I'm going to, and that's where the negative self talk takes you yeah. into anxiety. Yeah. So they're two different things, mm -hmm. you know, and whereas burnout is all the way at the end. Yes. Where, right. Yeah. So you've totally maxed out on your stress. Yeah. Your anxiety yeah. is overtaking you. Right. And then that self-talk is like just... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't see yourself going forward. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about burnout for a moment, right? Because maybe some of you are thinking today, like, that's great. We're talking about stress. It's helping me. It may be making me more stressed. We'll talk about it. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, we'll pray for you on the way out. Um, maybe for you, it's like, I'm beyond stressed out. I am burned out. What do I do now that I've gone beyond just the immediate stressors of life, but I'm I'm coasting, I'm in free fall. This has totally affected everything about me. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come mm -hmm. to me all you who labor and are heavy burden and I will give you rest. Take mm -hmm. my yoke upon you and me and learn of me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those verses that we can bring those anxieties and that care to God. And a lot of times, um, how does God show up through others in our life, professionals and um, pastors, you know, he, he shows up in the lives of those around us mm -hmm. and to bear each other's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. Mm, I love that. Arm um, wrestle for it. All right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that um, definitely the prayer and Bible study, I think there, there are other things that also add to it. What if you write down the scripture? What mm. if you write your prayer? Mm -hmm. Then you are processing from a different part of your brain. Yeah. And, and that helps you process a little differently. And it gives you more options when you're writing those things down, mm -hmm. getting out in nature, do, mm -hmm. taking pictures. Mm -hmm. It will help you start um, grounding, focusing on the here and now, not where anxiety and hopelessness and right. stress takes you. Yeah. And also it gives you an opportunity when you're doing this writing and you're grounding, then you can also say, okay, what do I need to say no to? Mm, yeah, I need yeah. to, I need to start backing out of some things because I'm not feeling good. Yeah. And I have to figure out how to take time. And that's biblical too. Mm -hmm. Jesus took 40 days. Paul took time. And we can yes. just go through the Bible yeah. where people yeah. stepped away yeah. in prayer and away from people. You know, that ties perfectly. Uh, Todd Bolsinger came and he did a different perspective on, on burnout. He said, oftentimes we say, well, it's a lack of self-care. He's like, I, he believes it's something different. He quoted uh, poet David White says, the antidote to exhaustion is not rest, but wholeheartedness. And it reminds me of Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. 
And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. And so Bolsinger's uh, theory was just this. He says, oftentimes when we find ourselves giving everything to everything, we get burned out. We can only give everything to something. So we need to start becoming more selective. And I even think of going back to that first love, those things that we're so encouraged by and going back and doing yet saying yes to those things and saying no to those other things that are draining us. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the author, John Mark Comer, puts it in the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He says, one yes is a thousand no's. And so sometimes we'll think about it on the flip side. What are we saying yes to? And then in turn, what does that, in, what does that cause us to step away from and say, no, I'm not going there. Because we can think about if we look at depression, stress, and anxiety on this kind of time continuum, depression being excess past, I'm worried about what it's transpired, stress being worried about where my feet are right now, and then anxiety pulling us towards the future. I think the call of scripture, and what you all are alluding to, is that there is healing in being present where our feet are. That I'm not worried about what's to come, what's happened before, and Jesus lived that out on a daily basis. He took time, the disciples are where do we go with this? What do we do with that? How do we get they're, they're stressed out? All those kind of things. You just like, maybe we could just be where our feet are right now. He even did that when, after the disciples had been sent out, go two by two. Mm-hmm. And then he told them, okay, so now you need to take some time. Yeah, come, let's rest a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to just add one more thing is that I think it's very easy for us to say that anxiety or stress or depression is a, there's a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. But there's some people that have, anxi- have anxiety, that have mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. and it's organic. They inherited this. Mm-hmm. They experienced mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is not something that, that they are hanging on to. Yeah. It's consequences of yeah. even generational trauma. Right, right. So, um, and, and so... You can you can pray all you want, mm-hmm, and they still may be living with that. So right. you're not right. in any way not honoring what God is saying if yeah. you still struggle with anxiety and depression. Right. That's why I think it's so important to seek Jesus and a mental health professional, at least a community, at least lean into the people around you and let them in on what what's going on in your mind. Yeah, I, I'd like to add this because I'm in complete agreement with Karen. Uh, I had a student who preached about it in class. I'll never forget this quote, Ivan Franco. He says, I will not allow depression to define me, though. He says, it's mm. something that I'm going through, mm-hmm. he says, but it's not something that defines me. Mm. And I think it's important to remember that it, not, we're not praying it away or anything like that, but to remember that's not something you're going through. It doesn't define you. Yeah, yeah. Abby, do you want to add to that? Um, and then uh, also just to remember that God is with us in that and that that thorn in the flesh, it can be a thorn in the flesh that won't go away. You know, it's not like you can pray it away, um, but that thorn in the flesh can be used to glorify him and in our weakness, he is strong. So. Mm, I love that. I love that. It again comes back to live, living. How, how did the, the Bolsinger put it? Wholehearted living? Yes. And to living recognize that we, living wholeheartedly, that we are, we are whole human beings. We are not this disembodied, person who has a body and a mind. We, we are everything. And when our minds are healthy, when our bodies are healthy, our emotions, our thoughts, everything, God cares about all of those things. And in the same way that if you broke your ankle, you would go to the urgent care of the ER and get it taken care of. If something is broken in our mind, we need to go and seek help for that. Yes. 
how do we then as a community, because I think there is a stigma to mental health care. There's a stigma to having stress or uh, maybe not so much stress because we're all stressed out and worked out, right? Um, but maybe depression and anxiety. How do we as a community embrace those around us who are experiencing mental health challenges? I think um, vulnerability in general, I think I, I value that so much in my own life. I, mm-hmm. I seek to be vulnerable as much as I can, um, which is appro- as much as appropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think um, if we as leaders or whoever's a leader um, is able to be vulnerable, I think that also opens up avenues for others around us to kind of share that vulnerability and to um, reach out when they're not doing okay and mm-hmm. to just be able to have resources to point people to and not always just um, give pat answers and be like, oh, just read the Bible more, just pray more. Um, but mm-hmm. then there's also resources, there's counselors, there's medication, there's things like that that can help as well. Yeah, Buster. I would say we need to celebrate the process of healing and not just the outcome. Mm. Uh, sometimes we love to say, oh, look, he's he, he, he's gotten over his depression. His dep-. But how about the fact that he went through 12 months of, of, of hard counseling or for the rest of his life, right? Celebrate yeah. the fact that they have the courage to actually face it and deal with it, whatever that might look like, and celebrate yeah. that process. Yeah. Karen? You know, it's I, I find people who just are very open about the fact that they seek supports that they seek help. Um, I'm in this group for that. I do individual counseling for this. Mm-hmm. I go to another therapist. We do couples counseling. Um, I, I take medication. Mm-hmm. And the people's openness that they, you know, oh, life is hard and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting help. Mm, yeah, I love that. It's on a lot of ways part of our responsibilities. We love our neighbor well to recognize and maybe be the person to call out, hey, you look a little stressed out, maybe a little bit burned out. You wanna talk about that? Uh, And lean in to the people around us when we recognize those things. As we wrap up this morning, uh, I just wanna catch your your final word of hope as it relates to, to stress and burnout. What is a word of hope that you can share with our community? We'll start with Buster and then go down the line. I knew you were gonna say me first. All right, Uh, the word of hope I would give is continue to grow but make sure you're doing it in the community together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We weren't created to be on an island. We were created to be with one another, which is what COVID has taught us, is that we're willing to face all sorts of dangers and everything else Mm -hmm. because the fact that we're together means so much more. Mm -hmm. So find that confidant, find that accountability partner, find that counselor that you need in this community so that we can get through this together. I think that balance, finding balance in what you're doing. So have a little of this, a little of that, a little exercise, a little um, uh, time with friends, a little time alone, it, you know, eating well, you know, are just a balance. And, and that will help you move forward in this time. I love that. Um, I would say know that you're not alone. There's so many of us who are struggling as well with this and there is no shame in reaching out. And when shame is bred in darkness and when we hide things, it's just going to get worse. It's going to get more heavy and it's going to get harder to carry. So um, to step out of the darkness and know that there is so many others around you who also understands and is experiencing the same different things. 
awesome. Thank you all so much for lending your voice this morning to the discussion. Uh, we want to pitch this out to you guys and bring you into the conversation. It's your opportunity now to turn to the person next to you. Maybe there's someone in a row in front of you or behind you um, that's sitting alone. Go seek someone else out in this time. And we'd like you to discuss this question. What's your takeaway from what we talked about this morning? And then where do you find hope in the midst of your struggle? So we're gonna put a countdown clock up on the screen. You got three minutes and then we'll bring it all back together here in a few moments. Thank you guys so much.